fantastic. Hello, my little Patreon friends. And our welcome call to... call them little. Don't that's, do that. Yeah. Is that creepy? Is that too creepy? No, it's, it's a little... It's, it's super endearing. creepy. It's I thought it was endearing super as well. Creepy. It's like Papa Mike. Mm. Yeah, in. welcome mm. to Papa Mike's. My little Papa Mike. Patreon to Lumen mm. Mini. My little friends. He's like Papa John's, but he's nice. Nah. He's like Papa John's, but he's not so sweaty. You know what I mean? <laughs> doesn't say the, the bad words. Not so racist. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't say the bad words. Uh, he's like a non-racist Papa John's. The biggest the biggest yeah. sell I could ever give you is I'm not racist. Non-racist Papa John's is just a cokehead. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> Whoa, Welcome to Chalumini, episode nine, everybody. And as always, thank you for your support on Patreon. It means a lot. I'm going Something has happened in the UFO world, UFO world yet again this week, and uh, I am extremely excited to talk about it. That's what I'm bringing to the table. Um, I don't know what you boys brought, if anything. But... I got something for you. All right. I got something for you. Where do you want to start? Who wants to take <laughs> it away? I'll, I'll do, do it. it. Let's do it. I'll do it. <laughs> hey, boys, did you hear about the mage UFO crash over in Brazil? I, I can't imagine this place is actually called Mage, right? <laughs> well, let me read you this article. This one's coming from express.co.uk. <clears throat> UFO sighting thousands witness UFO crash in Brazil amid Google Maps, quote, cover up, end quote. And we'll, we'll see how. <clears throat> Mysterious lights seen by thousands of people in Brazil captured in multiple videos has sparked a social media frenzy. Video footage showing an alleged UFO crashing in a nearby forest in Mage, Brazil, just north of the Rio, of Rio de Janeiro, even led to Mage to uh, to trend on Twitter by Wednesday, when several people began sharing videos of the glowing lights in the sky. In the videos, blue, red, and yellow orbs can be seen moving around the sky, and one video shows the lights arranged in a triangular formation. Stunned residents can be heard trying identifying the lights in the sky before several of the lights appear to land nearby. Another video shows a group of five illuminated spheres in the night sky, a bizarre visual phenomenon which many people saw. I think I did see a clip of this, like on Twitter, that somebody tweeted at me, but I don't, I don't think I registered exactly what it was. Yeah, uh, it might be what I got pictures of then too, now that I think about it. Another video shows a group of five illuminated spheres. Oh, yeah, where did that? Many people saw. Other po others posted footage of a floating red orb as well as strange flashing lights in the horizon. One witness, Andre uh, Di Mauro, tweeted, There are reports that something fell over there in a lake, but it doesn't seem to be a satellite. The numerous videos pur pur uh, purportedly showing pulsating ball-shaped objects over the skies of Brazil sparked a flurry of discussions about aliens. However, according to Vice, Dozens of the posts on the Mage UFO Twitter hashtag disappeared, while on Reddit, posts concerning the Brazilian UFOs also began to disappear. UFO enthusiasts then shared a Google Maps link of a forest in Mage that sparked claims of a Google Maps cover-up conspiracy. The satellite image revealed a white image glitch in a bizarre shape in a wooded area just north of Rio de Janeiro. A Google spokesperson tried to explain this mysterious phenomenon device saying, quote, in this case, what people are seeing in the imagery is a reflection that is temporarily overloading the satellite sensor. Essentially, the sun reflected off the surface of that building in at just the right angle to briefly blind the satellite. This is a pretty common phenomenon known as saturation or blooming, end quote. Witnesses also allegedly heard loud explosions or gunshots near the crash site. That's pretty wild, right? However, the regional fire department and the military police refuted these claims, saying they had not received any calls about the incident. The Brazilian Air Force also told local media that that radar had not picked up any unusual flying objects in the sky. The city of Mage issued a notice stating that it had no information on the matter. Skeptics have tried to explain away the sightings, claiming it on skydivers or drones. And that's the story of the Mage UFO crash. It's a pretty realistic account, right? It's, I mean, it's happened. That's the, what, what it is obviously is up in the air. And again, remember UO, UAP, UFOs all mean just literal unidentified flying object. Doesn't necessarily mean aliens. Well, but, but I mean, even like the crash, all that stuff. It's like, it sounds like what would happen if an alien it crash and a government It reminds me up. of the Phoenix Lights incident, except sure. with a crash attached. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Because people are seeing different things. People are seeing... 
like different numbers of lights. Some some are seeing only one. Some are seeing five. In the Phoenix Lights incident, we will talk about that one day. Um, it also has a ton of people who had wildly different experiences, but everybody saw something. There's even an account of a woman who said she saw a ship the size of a football field hovering maybe a hundred feet above her house. This is Phoenix Light specifically. Dude, there's such a there's like a Peter Jennings documentary about it that is so goddamn good. We should watch that sometime. I'm down. I'm down. And we and you know what when we do Phoenix Lights, that's probably something we'll have to watch anyway. So so it just reminds me of that. And it's just fascinating because what is it? It's weird that there's a specific spot that's having a weird blind spot for a satellite. The government's denying it, saying nothing's happened, even though thousands of people saw lights in the sky. Like it's just weird. It's just weird. And uh, it just feels like another one of those moments in this year, 2020, in terms of UFOs that it's just like, I feel like this would be bigger if, you know, the world wasn't on fire. It's true. It's true. Like a UFO crash with a bunch of people watching. Imagine if they were outside, like yeah, how much crazier that would be. Um, Yeah. I'm, That's I'm, me. I'm like That's my all story. Eyeball. That's all I'm I got. All, yeah. I'm all eyeballs emoji about that. I am too. I just want to see what happens because it's such a scary thing. Like the thing, what are the odds that that specific site has a giant blind spot like on Google Maps. It's it's it it's all very coincidental. Is all I'll say. I mean, it could be, you know, it yeah. very well could be. But it it's very just well so, could be. It's so weird that there's that, and then there's like cops are like nobody reported anything when I saw shit all over Twitter. Yeah, we were all getting like shit like that. What are you, Jesse? Where do you? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I have, I have no thoughts. I all think right. that uh, there's a lot of coincidences, but I also think that. You know, they're all fascinating coincidences, right? Like, why would that one thing be the one spot <laughs> yeah. that they're like, oh, of course, it's, it happens all the time. Give us other examples. Yeah, show us. to say that, show us the similar examples on Google that looks like that. Yep. Don't just say, oh, that's what happens. Give us the photos. Yep. All right. Well, that's my story, boys. The world of, disinf- uh, of disinformation from, from the government and... and uh, Acknowledgement of extraterrestrials present here on Earth. Continue. You love to, to see it. And speaking of the government, <laughs> Jesse, I have, I have something for you guys today. It's not really a news story. It's just like a thing that exists and is real. And if you know about it, great. But if you don't know about it, it's probably gonna like kind of blow your mind a little. Bit. <laughs> if you know about it, great. <laughs> like if you know about it, it's cool. It's a cool thing. But if you have never heard of this before, it's gonna sound like, like a movie to you, right? Okay. So what we're going to talk about today are number stations, okay? Uh, so, oh, okay. So what a number station is, is it's a shortwave radio station, which means it's like not a long-range broadcast. It's like a localized broadcast uh, <clears throat> characterized by broadcasts of formatted numbers. This is all straight out of Wikipedia. I'm just like going right down the thing, but this is an expe- especially interesting rabbit hole to go down. So I just want to make sure we get the basics out of there so you guys can understand what it is. Uh, they are believed to be addressed to intelligence officers, a.k.a. spies, yeah. operating in foreign countries. Most identified stations use speech synthesis to vo- uh, vocalize numbers, although digital modes such as phase shift keying and frequency shift keying, as well as Morse code transmissions, are not uncommon. So it's also saying a lot of them run on time schedules or patterns. Others seem to broadcast at random times. Uh, and it doesn't matter what what frequency they're set in; it could be whatever. Uh, if you go to the um, to the page, there's an example of one that we're going to look at in a little bit more detail in a second. But I'm just going to give you a quick history on them too. Uh, the first time we ever used them was in World War One. Uh, they transmitted in Morse code. Uh, but during the Cold War is when number stations really took off. Um, even though there's still definitely a lot that still are in operation now and are still broadcasting codes, uh, whatever those codes may be. Uh, The Czech Ministry of the Interior and the Swedish Security Service have both acknowledged the use of number stations by Czechoslovakia for espionage. They basically pointed the finger at Czechoslovakia and been like, here is them, like, spying on us in coded ways. Um, And there were even declassified documents from Czechoslovakia proving that. Damn. Um, So they're real things. These are definitely yeah. real. Uh, we don't know to what extent because obviously they're they're completely classified things if they are in operation. But there's one really famous one that we're going to talk to uh, talk about today called the E3 Lincolnshire Poacher Station. Okay. Uh, that operated uh, from Cyprus, the island in the Mediterranean, 
from the mid seventies to June of two thousand and eight. Okay. So uh, the reason it's called the Lincolnshire Poacher uh, is because it actually opens, and you can listen to it if you go to the Lincolnshire Poacher. Uh, Wikipedia page. You can actually listen to a transmission from it. It actually opens with the bars to an English folk song called "The Lincolnshire Poacher," and that's its like <laughs> interval signal, which basically like announces that it's about to say something. Right? Oh, interesting. It's believed to have been operated by the British Secret Intelligence Service, um, and amateur direction finding has linked it with the RAF base, uh, which is the Royal Air Force base in Arcotiri, Cyprus. Uh, where there's a couple curtain antennas that are identified as the transmitter of the Lincolnshire Poacher signal. Uh, it consists of an electric, electronically synthesized English-accented female voice reading groups of five numbers. Okay, That's how it's formatted. Like Every transmission is some version of that. The final number in each group was spoken at a higher pitch. Uh, you can actually hear it. Like If you just listen to this little broadcast here. Hmm. It like plays the song like three or four times, and then it gets into it. It goes like zero two five eight eight, like that. Huh. Okay. Um. And uh, people think that it was used to communicate to undercover agents operating in other countries, uh, uh, to be decoded using like basically what you use. Uh, to log into certain websites, like a, like an Authy style, like rotating type of password. Gotcha. Huh. Uh, there is an Asian number station of identical format to this one. So, like, if you listen to okay. Lincolnshire Poacher, it's a, it's the same thing, uh, but instead of the Lincolnshire Poacher, it uses the song Cherry Ripe. <laughs> uh, and that one was broadcasted from Australia, and uh, that one you could also listen to on its on its Wikipedia page, and it's 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 exactly the same thing from the seventies to like two thousand eight. That one ended in two thousand nine. So yeah. those are number stations. They're interesting. They're imagination capturing. They're in. They're like really cool because you can uh, like actually check them out. And I just wanted to name drop for the reading because there's like a there's a number stations album uh, called the Conet Project. That's C-O-N-E-T, the Conet, Kone, Con, Conet Project, project uh, which is just recordings of number stations. Uh, and you can find it online. It's like literally five discs of like recordings of number stations, and they're all crazy, and they're all creepy. And the, the neatest thing about them is that they're all probably t completely real. So have fun with that, friends. Jesus. What do you got, Jesse? Okay. Mine is not in the world of weird. It's in the world of, hey, guys, specifically the two of you. Well, and I hey, guess guys all, out there in the world. Is this an intervention? Yeah, right? Uh, this is something fascinating that I discovered this week that I figured I'd share. <clears throat> As I almost choked to death on that water I just drank. Okay. <laughs> Did men's beards evolve... To absorb a punch to the jaw, that is this article. So, I'm gonna go on a limb and say no. Yeah. Well, throughout history, flowing <laughs> beards have been celebrated by cultures around the world as an emblem of of like social dominance or virility, uh, much like a flowing lion mane, right? And a lion manes were always seen as sort of this big like show uh, for all the lady lions, right? But what it also was, as people found out, was the lion's mane protected the cat's throat from lethal's like rival claws or teeth right it's just like they figured that out over time so what they were thinking about with this is okay men's jaws men's facial features over time you can see the changes as we evolve and what ended up happening is that a long time ago they thought especially like darwinism was like oh beards equal like your uh, peacock feathers, right? Mm. And you have like long beard and just yeah, you can see the logic peacock feathers. Well, they said, okay, well, if that's the case there, why can't it be the same that the beard protects you from getting hit? Because it is like hair. It's, there's a cushion there. And so the bigger, puffier the beard, the more cushioning you have. And so what they did, these scientists, 
is they went and got sheepskin coverings and put it over like replicated man jaws. And they what? did three samples. Uh, furred samples where the sheep's wool was left as it is full length. They tested the effectiveness of the beard cushioning on impact. And then sheared examples are like, you know, if you shave down a little bit, do your follicles provide any protection? And then completely plucked as in like just your jaw. And what they did is they used um, those like strikers, those like heavy industrial weight, like yeah. puncher things. And their idea was, okay, a sheep is not like a perfect analog for beard hair, but by volume, the follicles in the fleece samples are the same as like full beards. So, they went in the head and they did this, and they dropped this, like, dynatupped 8250 weight impact tester thing. I don't know what, I don't know what it's called, but basically, furred bundles, these, the the furred versions, uh, fared best against the weight, absorbing nearly 30%. Like, the hairs diffuse the impact. Absorbed nearly 30% more energy than bundles that were sheared or plucked. Under what the machine the setting fuck? for the impact that damaged all of them, 95% of the sheared ex- uh, samples were damaged. Uh, only 45% of the furry or bearded examples were cracked or shattered. So basically, it's a f- almost a 50-50 whether the beard protects you or not, but it went from 95 cracked to 45% cracked. Damn. Dude, next time there's one piece of pizza left, we're going rounds. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> hardcore no gloves and so basically what they're saying is that while the human jaw and and facial features evolved for like combat especially in men what really ends up happening is that the beard the reason why you know there's body parts that end up uh uh with hair and without mm-hmm. right just the way evolution works um the beard why the beard lasts even after your head goes bald is because the beard was designed for like combat in order to like take a punch every now and again. Huh. Is what they're trying to say. And so uh they're like, how does it work? Well, the individual fibers likely absorbed energy from the punch and distribute it over like the larger surface. Yeah. However, more experiments would be required to precisely explain the mechanisms uh, as to how this all happens. Get Even on it. Facial hair can also be widely varied in coarseness, thickness, curl, density, etc. So more studies are needed. Insane. But based on what they studied, they're saying that it's designed, human facial hair is designed to take a punch. Just like That's a lion dope. is designed not to get clawed in the throat. So what I'm Hardcore. saying, I'm growing my body armor. Yeah, really is what you're doing. You're not being lazy. No, by not I'm shaving preparing during, to defend the, my honor in the yeah. future. I'm during not a pandemic, hairy Really, you're shit. prepared. Yeah, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fighter. You're a survivor. Yeah, you're ready. You're ready to go, go rounds with some dudes. Yeah, you're a primal that. warrior. Whatever I want. Yeah. So it's not just like, which I think is great because I I know that we all grew up in that like 80s, 90s period. Mm -hmm. And I always remember seeing adults as like shaved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And seeing people now with beards, it's weird that if you look back at the 1800s, uh, 1700s, it's like, yo, beards were, if you had a beard, you were seen as like scary. The guy. People would be like, oh my God. I bet he has eight wives. Like, like crazy. It's so weird to see like people like, oh no, you must be shaven. Like the 1900s hit, people were like, no, facial hair. I guess maybe because it was considered dirty. Maybe. Funny how things always come back around, though. Yeah. Although I guess it's still considered dirty. Every once in a while, I hear people be like, "Do you have any idea how much shits in your beard?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, I clean mine. I'm not like a grody." Yeah, exactly. You gotta go clean that puppy up. Just put a little soap on there. What are you guys doing? And if you're a beard How, company. You're going to get punched and you're going to leave dandruff on somebody's hand? What the fuck? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Have some self-respect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for being allowing us to be able to do these mini-sodes. I hope you enjoyed. We'll be back next week with a new one and some new final. Oh, by the way, to follow up on last week's mini-sode with the whole they were releasing UFO things. Remember how that the government, they pushed yeah. it back to today. Didn't happen so, yet, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't uh, happened yet. It's, I'm gonna let you know it's not gonna happen today. It doesn't look like. <sighs> well, it's the going government to. keeps pushing it back, not the people who are like pushing for it. So we'll see. Yeah, because it's not gonna happen. God damn we'll it! We'll never know. We'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Goodbye. God damn. Bye. It. Bye. So you gotta call them suckers, Alex. Thanks for the money, bitch. <laughs> 
Rick and Morty. <laughs> Thanks for the money. Hello, lovely patrons, and welcome to Minisode. Minchaloo Mini. Sorry, I'm real chilinio. Or a little chilinio. This is what you pay for it, and I hope you appreciate the kind of content we put forth. My name is Chili Willie. I do too. Remember Chili Willie? It was great. We all got an article today, but Jesse's bringing one to the table that I'm thrilled to talk about. Yo, I'm ready. This is this blew my mind all week. I think we should open with it because God knows how long it'll take for us to talk about it. So Jesse, take it. So, uh, you know, 2020 has been crazy. 2020 has been the year where. We're finally, I like that it's 2020 because we're finally seeing things clearly. I love it. <laughs> um, but we've had UFOs, we've had pandemics, and now we have parallel universes because this week all over the internet was plastered articles that said this. <clears throat> I'm not even going to read the headline because I'm just going to let it reveal itself to Alex if he doesn't know this yet. All right. Um... Is this researchers, like the vape cloud that I saw on Twitter? Uh, yes, maybe. it's the vape cloud. Okay. Researchers are perplexed by a fountain of high-energy particles erupting from the ice in Antarctica as NASA's Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, or ANITA, uh, is detecting. The phenomenon is the te- uh, the phenomenon detected is pretty strong te- is in pretty strong tension with the standard model of physics. Uh, the University of Hawaii physics and astronomy professor. Peter Gorham said these high particles or high energy particles usually arrive from space, but cannot pass through the solid mass of the earth yet. Instead of detecting these particles coming from space or reflecting from the ice, Anita is detecting them coming directly from the ice. Low energy neutrinos per the new scientist says uh, that they can pass through solid matter like the earth, but high energy ones cannot. Anita, which is this like, like Anita, which is this stratospheric balloon, uh, detects cosmic rays and radio and, and showers, ray showers that will then, you know, they can piece through the radio signals to find all sorts of different stuff bouncing from the ice down below. And basically Antarctica reacts as this huge antenna slash dish that uh, reflects all these radio waves back up. But what they're detecting is that some particles are not being reflected. They're straight up coming from through the ice. Yep. These particles basically like shouldn't exist, right? Yep. They, they should not exist. be coming up from the earth at all. Anita is detecting these fountains exploding from the ice, and they've done so in years past. Uh, I think the the first time was in 2016 they detected it. The what? rays the rays resemble an upside down cosmic ray shower. What we saw this is Gorm again. What we saw is something that looks like a cosmic ray as seen from the reflection of the ice sheet, but it simply isn't reflected. It was as if the cosmic ray had come from the ice itself. It's very strange. The phenomenon has been reviewed and more easily digestible explanations have been largely ruled out. So they've basically gone through and all the things they think it could have been are not it. According to the report, which uh, hypothesizes that the particles may have been traveling, get ready for this, back through time, providing theoretical evidence of a parallel universe. Like we're looking at the particles traveling back in time? Like they're somehow coming through another timeline. The new scientist explained that the signal requires the existence of a topsy-turvy universe created around the same time as our Big Bang and existing in parallel with us. It is a mirror world where negative is positive, left is right, Time runs backwards. Is there any it would be way this universe, to explain this to me that may, will make sense to me? It is a universe made of antimatter rather than matter. So basically, these particles are coming through the Earth at, in a way that shouldn't exist. And they're saying that overlaid with us is another... like goatee. Yes, basically, literally... <laughs> the mirrorverse. The, yeah. like, the Abed multiple reality thing from Community that is overlaid with us, but, it's go- but time there goes in reverse. It's like a different version of time. Is How what they're time like the, go in reverse? What does here's that the mean? Crazy, here's the crazy thing. This is the theory that they've like, they haven't ruled out. All the other theories, they're like, can't be this, can't be this, can't be this. Yep. This is the one they settled on. What does it mean? So, time runs backwards. Like I do something and it happens before I do it. 
so basically what they're saying is like all this stuff is being assessed uh, it could be like the movie tenant that's coming out really i don't, I don't know that i just saw the trailer and i was like oh my well as we were saying before isn't time just something that is not real anyway and things running backward we might be able not be able to be comprehend how things actually operate in, in a world where things that's run what in I reverse mean. like what does running backward mean like you're watching it reap like as if it already happened forward and it's like we're watching the rewind that's true, because that that if it's time's running backwards, and that that means everything that's already ha- like fate doesn't that mean fate exists. If, it, yeah, so, if time is running backwards, doesn't that just mean it's running forwards? Well, no. So so because time is like it's all a construct of our mind. We see right. time moving forward because of entropy, right? And be, because so, entropy. So exists. our consciousness is at the end and running backwards instead in this other reality. Well, the idea is that it doesn't mean things are going backwards. Okay. It just means that the perception of time in that place is like a different concept that's foreign to us. Gotcha. It's like, these, it's like I'm seeing a new color. Yeah. Like a great example is, you know, some like shrimp can see colors we can't yeah. even comprehend. Birds can, you know, like bats can hear sounds. Like can feel the like we can't do, we will never understand that unless we become that. And, and the same thing here is we see time through the process of like. Aging and and dying, right? And like how everything around us changes. Crazy. And so this thing, because this universe is a parallel to ours, matter is antimatter there. And so this also leads to the bleed through of the idea that people wonder how why is there so much like cosmic void? And the idea is like those are bleed throughs between our two realities. Is is kind of like it's messed up. It's messed up. So somewhere in an alternate universe, there's scientists with goatees filming this other particle stream that's like it's going forward time is progressing forwards yes yes that's wild first of all it's hard to comprehend in general because it's impossible for us to under fully understand without and we'll never truly it. know unless no. you like find that reality and go to it but like they've gone through every single possible thing they can think of currently and the one they decided on verbatim this is what they said this is crazy to me this is their thoughts according to the, to the new scientist um, the rays resemble an upside down cosmic ray shower. What we saw is something that looked like a cosmic ray as seen in the reflection of the ice sheet, but wasn't reflected. It was coming out of the ice itself. It's a very strange thing. The signal requires the existence of a topsy turvy universe yep. created <laughs> in the same big bang as our own and existing in a pa- is, in parallel with it. That in is this mirror me. world. Dude. Positive is negative, left is right, time runs backwards. It would wow. be a universe made of antimatter rather than matter. That is that's, that's, we that's might the even look see, like everything would just like look weird. I'm too like, oh man, that's wild. I don't that's even so think cool. it would look like I think everything would be opposite. Like I that I is I would love to see somebody write something about that, like not on Twitter, like in the moment. I would love to see like the culmination of a month of research. Yeah. Like, Let, I mean? Let me like put this report. out there then. If you're listening to this Minnesota either on Patreon or during one of the Minnesota compilations and goes out, we have a lot of people in a lot of different fields that listen to this and reach out and like help correct and, and whatnot. If you're listening to this and there, you have a better, we have a better understanding in the science world now than, than we are able to understand. Chiluminatipod at gmail.com. I would love somebody Go. to post on the subreddit and explain subreddit. to me in layman's terms, like how they came to the conclusion that there's a, backwards time alternate universe well here's 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 the problem this is what sucks is if you go to the new scientists newscientist.com um they have articles dating back before 2016 uh uh, there's one in 2018 that i'm looking at right now september 2018 weird signals from the antarctic uh from antarctica could be hints of new realm of physics like that's it's there but if you go to read it it literally is like for access three dollars and six cents i hate that i hate that what happened the internet used to be so good. All right. So as much as I want to read about it and tell you more, every time I dig deeper for more information, I'm blocked off by a, a you know, a money, a money gate of some oh, sort. Oh, believe me, I'm going in. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to learn about this. If I have to read the source code of the websites, to get the <laughs> but it's like, I love the fascinating idea that the scientists, their number one theory is the thing that 20 years ago, people would be like, well, that's just crazy. I, it is what crazy. Is, what it's is still accepted crazy. in 2020 as like possible and not even crazy anymore would blow 2014 us 2019. Minds. Yeah. yeah. You came to me in January 2019 and you were like, guess what's going to be happening in fucking 15 months, you piece of shit. You'd be like, well, if I'm still around, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. <sighs> 
it's a great quantum physics thought experiment. The idea I'm, that like for years everyone's assumed they're ha like we're in bubbles or there's like there, there are all these ideas and to have a scientist, uh, especially NASA related scientists, literally just be like, look, this is unexplainable. Alternate and dimension. The only bro. the only explanation we have is that it doesn't come from our own dimension. Is <laughs> crazy. It's awesome. literally the plot of Control. It's like it's nonsense. so cool, dude. It's so cool. It just sends my imagination fucking on fire and just yeah, it's wild. Uh, I can't even believe it. I literally that's fucking crazy to me. I thought it was a vape cloud. Maybe one day we'll be able to we'll be able to visit and, and go on vacation. Maybe it, maybe it was a vape cloud. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was a maybe, vape cloud maybe. from the other dimension. Maybe, maybe, dude. We don't know how good the vapes are over there, dude. Antarctica and that world is like where you go for parties. Yeah, it's chill that's where you party. And that's Social just people distancing. vaping. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me do mine real quick. Uh, this is about the Orchestra Experimental de Instrumentos Nativos. They are a Bolivian pan flute orchestra, and uh, they've been in the headlines lately because they arrived in Germany on March 10th, expecting to perform at the Mayor's Music Festival, uh, but that was the same day that Germany announced its ban on large gatherings. Uh, and very shortly after that, Germany locked its borders. And a week after that, Bolivia, where the pan flute orchestra is from, also closed its borders. And so the orchestra has just had to stay in place where they are. In However, Germany. In Germany, but the place that they are is a 600-acre estate from the 15th century called the Rheinsberg Palace. And it is uh, surrounded by 23 packs of wolves. And it is haunted I by the. <laughs> what? <laughs> I saw this story. I knew we were going to talk about this. Yeah. Amazing. And it is what? haunted we... by the ghost of Frederick the Great. <laughs> what? So here is a quote from Kamed Martella, told the BBC We all joke that Frederick's ghost is following us and trying to trip us up. I don't usually believe in such things, but it does feel as if there are ghosts on the grounds. Uh, also, uh, they have a quote from Tracy Prado who just joined the orchestra in December, so probably a crazy first six months for Tracy, uh, ran into some wolves while she was out for a walk. <laughs> the quote is just, I froze in fear, but they were just play fighting and moved on. <laughs> uh, to pass the time, the group practices up to six hours a day, takes walks, looking out for wolves in parentheses, plays soccer. Uh, it's getting kind of crazy, though. Locals have started donating food and clothes. Uh, but it's starting to get expensive. The director of Mayor's Music estimated that it costs $35,000 a month to live in this castle. Uh, and even though Germany is allowing international flights now, Bolivia's borders are, are still shut. So the Bolivian embassy told the BBC that it's trying to get them out by the beginning of June through Madrid. Uh, which, like, there's no explanation of how they're going to get from this rural castle to Madrid, Spain, from Germany. Uh, but in the meantime, according to Miguel Cordoba from the orchestra, there are worse places to be trapped. When I wake up, I watch the sun rise over the forest and the lake. Back home, I only hear the sound of traffic. And to be honest, if I was in a pandemic, I would love to be distracted by a giant 600-acre estate surrounded by 23 <laughs> wolf packs and haunted by... Old yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, me too, dude. Actually, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. And it's uh, it's it's fucking beautiful. Look at the pictures. Here's the here's the article. It's from the New York Post that I'm reading. Uh, that is by Paula Freilich. But look at look at the pictures. The third picture is like an exterior view of the Rheinsberg Palace. That shit is like the poster child for haunted German palaces. Beautiful, and this beautiful lake around it. And I can just imagine wow. all the wolves out there in the trees. Yeah, all just out there growling. Making their chops. Waiting for the fresh meat to leave their castle. And that's not even like, when you think haunted castle, you think like, you know, it has the the Like it looks like Castlevania. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks like a more modern estate. This looks like where, a castle. where Arnold Schwarzenegger walks out of the water and he has his tuxedo on under his suit. In True Lies. <laughs> yes, yes. That's it's like beautiful. what this looks like. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So, like, I mean, I feel bad for them, and it's a hilarious situation, but I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be complaining. If that was where I was right now, I wouldn't be complaining. Dude, Frederick the, Frederick the Great's ghost playing tricks and shit? Yeah. That's great. I'm into it. 
Well, I come to you with an article that might explain the world falling apart. Uh-huh. <laughs> I quote, <clears throat> this comes from CoventryTelegraph.net. Mystery cubes found in Coventry River have, quote, cosmic powers, end quote. An eminent Sanskrit teacher based in India has shed more light on the hull of mysterious lead cubes that were found in a Coventry River. Dr. Vijay Rajpadhyay, and I, I, got, I, I hope I did all right, revealed, yeah, that the ins- <laughs> revealed that the inscribed objects are mystical numerical diagrams used to channel cosmic power and keep the forces of a destructive planet at bay. Mr. Rajpadhyad responded after a magnet fisherman out with the after a magnet fisherman out with his two sons found 60 of the magic squares in the river sow which he was able to pick up with his hands in shallow water we'll read from finham later learned the objects were made of lead and showed mystical inscriptions in a grid on each face the riddle of how the cubes embellished in sanskrit the ancient uh, liturgical language of Hinduism ended up on a riverbed in the south of the city has captured the imaginations of the people in the UK and India. Uh, the doctor, proje- uh, oh God, I'm going to call him Mr. Mr. R. R. Yeah. yeah, Mr. R, project, uh, project director for Indian culture and heritage at the Daily College Indoor in Madhya Pradesh, central India, has given a detailed explanation of the numerical system shown on the objects, which is related to astrology. In it's an email, he said, looking. "They look incredible. They, they look super cool. They look like magic items you would it get." It looks in like D&D. a video game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In an email, he said, "Cubes like these with numerical inscriptions engraved on lead squares are called Rahu Yantra. Yantra is a mystical diagram, mainly from the tantric religious traditions of Hinduism in India. Yantras are also great cosmic conductors of energy, an antenna of nature. The eyes and mind concentrate on the center of the yantra to achieve higher levels of consciousness." According to Hindu astrology, Rahu Yantra is made of lead and copper. Yantras are made either in square or rectangle form and are engraved with auspicious numbers whose sum total should come to 36 while counted horizontally or vertically. Like a Sudoku? Yeah, kind of like a Sudoku, I guess. Okay. That's cool. Uh, Mr. R identified the Hindu belief system enshrined within the cubes as relating to the shadow planet Rahu, which exerts, exerts a godlike influence. Can we now call that the parallel universe where antimatter exists? Yeah, what are we talking about? The shadow planet, is that? Yeah, the shadow, the pl- wait, let me read that again. Mr. R identified the Hindu belief system enshrined within the cubes as relating to the shadow planet Rahu, which exerts a godlike influence. He said, uh, "People, people. That's uh, Planet X is what a lot of people are talking about when they think about that. Oh, it's the okay. planet that's supposed to be like you know, kind of outside our solar system, but every so many thousand years comes through and like f's up Earth and then oh. like goes back out. Okay, I, I've, f's I've up heard. Earth. Yeah, I've heard yeah, minimal things about Planet, planet X. X stuff. Oh, it's I've, wild. No, I've heard. I don't a believe planet, any like... of it, but it's like there's a rogue giant planet that like travels around our solar system on the outer edges, and every like couple thousand shops? years." It, like its rotation around our sun is drastically different than every other planet's rotation. And then it like comes back into our solar system main every so often. And as it passes near all the planets, it like its gravitational pull F's the planets up. Whoa. Oh yeah. It's really, like I want to look into that more real bad now. Yeah. It's like a big, uh, you know, I'm more interested in that. He said it, it totals 36. Yes. 36. Like masonry. Ooh. Like the okay. 36 degree masons. Maybe it's all the, so, when it whenever or those thirty third degree. I don't know. I you I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Somewhere there's a thirty six degree mason, and he's like, it's his mind is <laughs> continuing. He said the Sanskrit syllables inscribed on yantras are essentially thought forms representing divinities or cosmic powers which exert their influence by means of sound vibration, which sound vibration is very prominent in a lot of different conspiracies. Yeah, there's that actual idea that the, that and I don't mean to bring aliens up, but that aliens that are quote unquote coming from other dimensions, like that the dimensions exist on different vibration waves, and they just are aligning to our vibration waves, which is how they show up. That's, cra- I mean, the fact that all this stuff kind of weaves together a little bit is always so weird to me. Yeah, there's always a, like a thread you can pull on something and tie it into something else. Anyway, the teacher whose father, uh, Vishwanath. Rajpajay was a renowned astrologer. Also His explained father, Mr. This, R as well. 
Yeah, Mr. R as well. Also explained the significance of Rahu, saying, Rahu is considered a shadow planet. Every planet has a visual and physical existence, but Rahu does not have any physical shape. Lead is linked with one side of the moon's orbit known as Rahu, and its color is gray. Rahu is popularly known for its malefic effort and is associated with laziness, delays in work, and obstacles. Mr. R explained that the cubes were used to protect worshippers from the planet. Hmm. So basically, they're, they're basically little like charms to keep laziness away. To keep like laziness from taking hold in the world? Yeah, taking hold on you or something. Okay. He, he said, Rahu Mantra is chanted 108 times. On Wednesdays and Saturdays, eight handmade Rahu Yantra are to be made. And after completion of worship, these are to be immersed in the following water of a river. Okay, so that's probably how someone was practicing and then they used them and they buried them. They look so difficult, like intricate to make just for a like a little. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. How do you make They're made of of lead lead. and copper, right? That seems crazy. Maybe they were made and being sold. You're really lazy about your religion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Brahu's taken over. It's like a Hindu. Like, well, there was there was like of? they said how many was there sixty of them or something. So maybe they got maybe they got like some sunk ship, lost them on a transit, got whisked away, pulled into the river over in the UK, India area, wherever they they were found, and from there they kind of got discovered. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. No, yeah, I've definitely heard of that before, where golden coins are found in areas they shouldn't be, but there's a ship mean, that was I just sunk. Mean like doing something like this. Oh, to, to like stop a planet from coming in. Oh yeah, it's weird. Yeah, this is wild. Is there? More? I want one. Yeah, there's a little bit more. Uh, it says Mr. R is also a consultant for the International Association of Sanskrit Studies in Paris. He has links to Coventry through the Sahyadhari Friends Group, which brings together families with roots in different parts of India for events and activities in the city, which That's is cool. Nice. He is the uncle of group member Aditi Kaib's husband, Kapil Kaib. Aditi is Warwick's university student, said, As mentioned, Rahu is one of the nine planets mentioned in the Hindu scriptures. These days, it's very rare for someone to perform an elaborate ritual dedicated to one planet unless told by an astrologer. Generally, we do simple ones encompassing all the planets and other Hindu deities. And that is is where it ends. That is an imagination-capturing little story, I must say. I must say, I'm so glad I brought it to the table. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> um, that's us though. That's it for this. That's, that's our articles, boys. That's our mini so The world is weird, modern, and past. Shout outs True. to that Bolivian orchestra. May they find the universe where they, <laughs> yeah, right, are back home in their home countries. Can you play the ghost of Frederick the Great's favorite song? Maybe he'll hang out with you guys more. I bet you they've been playing some weird ass shit, practicing six <laughs> hours a day. That is insane. Six God, yeah, hours a day. That's crazy, dude. insane. More dedication, but uh, hard work pays off. So is this- we'll be back. What? This is, how long is this? This is 23-ish minutes. Look at that value. That's eight minutes longer than we promised. <laughs> you don't have to resell it to our patrons. Somebody's going to listen that to this value. I just can't that, believe it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so Look at that good. value. Also, Look at the value. We're providing you know me, for you. If you know me, I love value. You are, you you value. are basically the knife-selling guy in QVC. Basically. We're gonna, all right, so what we got for you today is we got... A kumakachi katana, but that's not all. We also have three dragons, fire daggers, and two ninja shurikens. We're gonna put in this deal for you, but also a sixteen-piece set of fish fillet carving knives. Here's the thing: Can I be honest? I want all those things. I'll say I'm in, dude. Yeah, I'm in. I'm buying. Yeah, it seems like in this in this uncertain world, it might be nice to have two dragon star shurikens. (laughs) You might. You know what? You're not wrong. One legendary Miyamoto <laughs> Kubashi Samurai Dagger. Is that the same guy who like really hurt himself? Yes. yes <laughs> of course. Yes. Of course. That is ah, shit. That's an incredible clip. Uh, <laughs> go hunt that out on YouTube. I've uh, it's it's. I good love stuff. those. I love those when they just like start listing off the eighty like weapons they're gonna send. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening everybody thanks so much for your support and allowing us to do this every week for you we love it so much and we'll be back next week with some more crazy weirdness for stay your ear holes stay mini stay mini thanks for your money friends stay money bye everybody welcome my little chill mini friends the tiny version Ooh, of our regular cool. listeners <laughs> Ooh, I don't know where this is going I don't uh, like it I'm just, well, I'm just saying hello to our to our uh, 
Uh, yeah, I just patrons. Patrons is the word. I mean, you could have just said that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what you were trying to. I like, was trying to find hello, a different word. Hello, my chili willies. And chili willies. And chili minis. And like, hey, patrons, welcome to the show. Thanks for your support. You could have just said that. And you were like, hello, my <laughs> chili I got to, you know, they got to feel special. I got to get right deep down. My little chimulies. My little chili. My chili Oh, my little chiluminated. Oh, oh, my little chiluminated. The chiluminated, that's a cult. No, no, thank you. That's a, a welcome like welcome to the chiluminated, my patrons. <laughs> my patrons. Oh, What's good, it. my patrons? What's up, my patrons? Welcome <laughs> to the chiluminated episode, Minnesota 11. This, uh, is, this is the unresearched version of the show. Yeah, this is the news articles, fun stories you find around the web, and uh, the paranormal world happening in the, the chaotic reality we live in right now. Yes, exactly correct. I got a burrito. And Jesse went to a food truck outside. What did you get in the burrito? Uh, this burrito was called the uh, Pablo Escobar. Okay. I love that already. Inso- okay. Inside is uh, Al Pastor. A bunch of cocaine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al Pastor, beans, rice, Guacamole, are a you verde up sauce. A list or did you just open it? Oh, just this like, makes me miss LA <laughs> food in LA. Like, God, man. I literally opened it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I love that. Yeah. God, and I, then a cabbage. And then a cabbage on it. The love food it. trucks that I, and the food I've had in LA is just unbeatable so far. I haven't had any better food truck food in the rest in the country since LA. It's great. Just it's, you wait oh, the so reason, we can go outside again. I can't wait to come back. I miss it. I miss visiting. The reason why it's that way is because property values are so sky high in LA that to open a restaurant is insane. So most people, what they do instead of open a restaurant is just get a truck and open the restaurant in it. And it's yep. restaurant quality food in a truck. It's, it's bomb. It's so fucking delicious. Yes. I Speaking have- of delicious, the morsels that the that we've brought to the mini-sode today are fantastic. I've got some great morsels for y'all. Mine's a morsel, certainly. Uh, we can start with mine if you want. Yeah, sure. I, it's a, it's I a went, bite-sized I went, morsel. I want a different road. I want a different uh, road. Don't, don't ask. To, you want a different road? No, I went a different road. Okay, I, I was like, don't ask see. me for a different road. You know what I'm bringing to the table. No, the I only want thing you to that tell I hyper... me about aliens every week. I want, yeah, I want I your like alien that. update for the week. So, uh, <laughs> it's an alien article. This comes from Coast to Coast, of course. Uh, <laughs> so, totally true. <laughs> totally true. Uh, a video right. was posted June 5th, 2020. Trio of UFOs filmed in New Jersey. A curious piece of footage out of New Jersey shows a puzzling trio of mysterious lights hovering in the night sky, and some observers suspect that they belong to a triangular UFO. The intriguing scene was reportedly filmed by a sky gazer near the community of Sicklerville on May 31st and was subsequently posted online to Reddit a few days later. The bewildered witness later explained that he and his girlfriend had been looking at stars when they noticed that three strange red orbs had floated into their field of view. In the video, the lights can be seen hovering in the sky for approximately two minutes before eventually disappearing behind some trees. It seemed to just be a gliding effortlessly through the sky, recalled the witness, observing that it didn't break a perfect triangle, though, so it's hard to believe it was lanterns. Yeah, if you watch the video, it's a perfect triangle that just stays. It looks just like the Phoenix Lights. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was going to, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. The case is remarkably similar to a number of UFO sightings which have made news throughout the year wherein a trio or cluster of orbs appears in the sky to the astonishment of onlookers. While the witness expressed confidence that the lights were not lanterns, skeptical viewers will undoubtedly suggest that his interpretation is incorrect or, failing that, argue that the UFOs were drones or perhaps an airliner appeared anomalous due to the angle which they were filming. I mean, if you look at it, I, I, did you, you watched the video already, Alex? Desi, did you I've watch it? it? Do you want yeah. the link? I'll give you the link. I'll pop it for you. Uh, in, yeah. Here you go. That's the video. So it's interesting because it does fit, like you say, Phoenix lights. Um, it really this, looks like it, yeah. And it's hovering at that. It looks massive. And it seems like it's moving very slowly. Which um, Phoenix Lights, a lot of the reports there were like football, uh, f- football field-sized crafts hovering incredibly slowly at a low angle. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing that's weird about this, maybe it's an optical illusion, but I can almost, I feel like I can almost see the craft. Yeah, like the outline it's of it. One hundred percent an optical illusion. Yeah, <laughs> it has know. to be. It has to be. But like, you see what I'm saying, though, right? It has I mean, sometimes to be. it comes. I don't know, to me man. And you're like, is that? 
I mean, that's like, that's what it would look like, right? If you see a UFO in the night sky and you take your phone out on the street like this person is and you film it, that's what it's going to look like because the lights are going to be a bloom. You're not going to see much beyond that. But what, it also, I mean, what are they the saying? The way that they two don't know. lights blink out, like one blinks out. Well, they go, maybe they go into the, it looks like they go to the clouds, no? Like they go into the clouds, but then they disappear yeah, by the as trees. as they get by the tree, it kind of like, the yeah, it dissipates. It's a little dimmer, but you can still see the light and it never breaks the triangle formation. This is over by Winslow, Camden, New Jersey, everybody, in case everybody's curious. Could be, you know, drones. It could be. They're right. It could be drones. Drones would fly in formation. They could fly in formation if they were programmed appropriately and all that and whatnot. I definitely don't necessarily doubt that. But it's interesting because the reason I bring this article up, other than this is an interesting piece of footage and I really love it, is that UFO sightings the past two weeks have been crazy. They've been all over it's the place. It's popping off. There's been a lot in England. There's a, there's a South. Yeah, there's a, there was a couple out in the England area. There was a bunch in South America recently. It's just like weird. It's just like showing up. Uh, it's almost like a flap event is happening, but it's happening worldwide. There's a there's a comment on the video because this video is from the oh, 31st, really? right? Yeah, this is it was posted on June. This particular video was posted on June 3rd, but it was filmed on May 31st. So just a few days before. Yeah, it's it's so this one person commented on there. My daughter saw this exact same scenario over Scotland at 2 a.m. On 29th of May this year, she said there was no sound coming from the craft. Yep. I sent her this video, and she said it was exactly the same. Yeah, that I mean, it, it, it runs common with many people who see these things. There's no sound. It just moves slowly. It's weird. I have no answers. no answers here. But a, as we were talking about in the Skinwalker Ranch, UFO-style stuff tends to happen in bursts, and then it slows down, and then in bursts, and then it slows down. Yeah. It feels like we're getting a burst again right now, and then we might see it. So the past few years, it's been like a burst. Like the 50s were kind of an area where there's UFO bursts into the mid-60s, like a decade where it's happening a lot. Then it kind of dulled out in the 70s, Seems late 60s. go along with political upheaval. Well, you know, if you believe that UFOs are partially a psychic experience, and then, you know, right now people are just, you know, eh, we, yeah, I can talk about it for I a long-ass time. I I don't, I'm trying saying. to stop. I don't want to go down the hole. I'm trying to stop myself. I can feel myself sliding. This is the hole. This podcast is the hole. We're in the uh, hole now. We're in the mini hole. Well, we're in a mini hole. Maybe my article relates to yours in some way. Okay, I'm, bring it, Jesse. Well, apparently uh, there has been an uptick in paranormal activity in homes since quarantine, stay at home, the pandemic has started. Ah, that makes so much sense. And while the article definitely says, like, it may be that people are experiencing their own psychic phenomenon or they're all the like things that people say. They're also saying that since people are home more, they're noticing that there are more ghosts quotes in their homes and they're seeing weird things happening in their houses more often. And this article also notes that there is an increased in an increased sighting in UFOs yep. or other unexplained things. In times like this, in very stressful, is uh, it because times? I wonder why. I want. Well, well, you're home more. You're home more, obviously. But so you might just see more of the activity, or I, or is it related to stress? The humans being home, and we are projecting these things. Who that knows? Could be it too. It also could all be BS because people are bored and they are looking for something to waste their time I'm on. Sure, there's a big and mix anything is interesting. Yeah, it's right. True. They're like, well, think about when we talk about poltergeist. Uh, poltergeist activity tends to happen around pu- uh, like pubescent uh, kids coming into age, especially females, and like a lot of that stress and hormones. But if people are at home stressed, the world is causing anxiety. That's a huge factor in a lot of poltergeist activities where things are just going off the walls. I just stay because home you're and just... get addicted to uh, Dynasty Warriors Fire Emblem. Right? That's like, all you need. I don't know. I'm not trying to float my shit around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That'd be so cool. I want to float my shit around. Satan. But the article I'm ends... open to bargaining, dude. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still give me, willing. Give me. Just take a little gimme. The article ends with this, which I thought was great. Uh, I saw this spike before, right after Y2K in 1999, and another minor spike around 9-11. Times of stress really do something to human psyche, uh, psychology, and so you see people having a deeper... Uh, weirder relationship to the world around them. Also, Stranger Dreams, which I, mm. even though I don't believe in, like, paranormal stuff, I've been having messed up dreams lately. Like, very strange. The last month and a half, strange-ass dreams. Like, very weird. <laughs> well, I saw the dreams. one with Ted, like, invaded your, your hot one-on-one action you were about to have. I was... Well, I mean, that was the least weird dream I've had. <laughs> that one could have been reality. That's true. All um, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know to- Ted well enough. But people are also more willing to report the higher amounts of ghosts or spiritual activity within their houses. Uh, 
haunted houses, etc. UFOs are on the rise as well. This doesn't mean that we're so much going crazy, or perhaps they're becoming more real, or perhaps people are just, you know, venting. But whatever it is, usually at times of great social stress is when more and more reports of these things happen. So, it's you know, no real answers, but... No. It is happening. People I would love are to talking read about like it. 300 pages of research on that. That's like so I fascinating look, to me. Listen, all I'm saying is, for fuck's sake, every night when I go outside, I look up in the sky and I'm just begging for like something to zip by. Not a satellite, not the space station. I know what those are. A, a UFO. Yeah, I want to see something zip and do like a cool little move and then boom, off it goes. That's we'll all. You. We'll, we'll take you somewhere. We'll, we'll, we hey, no, I don't, yeah, you can't be like, we'll, we'll take you somewhere. We'll put you on something where you'll definitely see it. There's Might places, not be real. There's but, places that have UFO, UFO sightings every night. You know what I mean? Like That's yeah, true. Yeah. Well, one day I want to, I'll be we're gonna closer. We're going to go there, we're going to see shit and then everyone's going to blame it on me. They're going to be like, you didn't believe hard enough. So the aliens didn't come. <laughs> Well, it will be. I your know fault. what's gonna happen. It will be your fault, dude. When we when we I'm do aware. when we get to go ghost hunting and we bring you, when we don't get haunted, I am blaming you. No, we're going to get haunted, and Jesse's gonna come out of it, and he's just gonna wear robes. He's gonna be like one of those like Beverly Hills like spiritual people. <laughs> he just born again. He's gonna be like cotton robes and some sort of medallion. I saw the face of God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's gonna be like that. Oh man. Well, Alex, what do we want to do yours or do we want to We can we can go into it. I got okay. I mean, we can do I have two things to tell you guys about. So How about you got a sh one short one long? Well, okay, well this one can be as long as it wants to be. Right. So let's do that. So you All know right. me, I like to go down the the weirder rabbit holes, try to find something surprising as well as unexplainable. And uh so I went to the New York Times and I found an article that's some of the weirdest things that the New York Times has ever printed in the history of the New York Times. Okay, I like this already. So uh, this this article is from March 15th, 1904, and it's called Wife Returned After Having Fine Funeral. Then Valenti learned he had buried the wrong woman, asks City to pay the bill, insists that morgue keeper persuaded him against his judgment as to identify of body. So basically he said the city falsely notified him that his wife was dead. Huh. So he, he was this Italian guy. He billed the city two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, he had a fight with his wife. His name is Ignacio Valente. He had a, a fight with his wife, Angelico. Literally, I kid you not, over the way she cooked macaroni. Well, bitch, like cook it better. Yeah. So he, she she like left the house. She was like, "Fuck you! I'd rather Do it die." Just than cook come. it yourself, you a son of a bitch. <laughs> she said, "I'd rather die than return here." He got mad, <laughs> and but then he got worried because she wasn't back. So he described her to the police. He's like, gets a notification from the police, like, we found a woman. He's like, oh, my God. He goes to the morgue, and he realizes that the clothes are right, based on the description. Uh, and he has his daughter with him. But when he sees the body, he's like, no, no, no. And the morgue keeper's like, sir, they all change after death. And he was like, no, no, no. This woman was way better looking than my wife. <laughs> and the morgue guy, the morgue guy said, death beautifies them all. Death beautifies them. Uh, this dude was banging corpses. And so he was like, fine, I guess it's my wife. So he takes the wife I, home. Yes, it's my and Takes her uh, home? Takes her home because he has to get her ready. It's, it's 1904. Oh, yeah, right. It's 1904. Yeah, it's 1904. Uh, so he takes her home uh, to get her body ready for the funeral. And uh, to honor her wishes that she's talked about in the past, he gets out her wedding dress. And, oh, no. And put her in the wedding dress of his wife. Put a dead woman in his wife's wedding dress. God, imagine how traumatic that must have been back then for a husband to put who he believes is his wife, dead body in a wedding. How, how, oh, they my God. They go through with the whole funeral, which he pays for. It was published in the Italian New York newspapers. Uh, and then the real wife read it, and she was like, what the fuck? And uh, when he gets home, he finds her looking through the house for her wedding dress oh and she's like where's my wedding dress and he's like i fucking buried you in it three days ago <laughs> and uh so then he was like are you fucking real and then he was he was like yes you're real i buried the wrong lady so he had to buy his wife another wedding dress <laughs> and he wants a hundred dollars for the funeral forty dollars for his lost wages and 110 for the for the for the wedding dress dude that was just like Trauma after trauma <laughs> for that poor guy. Yeah, absolutely insane. I love that the lady hear... said, I'd rather die than return here, though. <laughs> Over I know. That's why you got to be careful when you say that shit, because otherwise 
you know, sometimes you're going to let a dead yeah. baby get buried in your wedding dress. Uh, well, you guys want to hear another one? You hit me, I fam. Like how, did we make out the wife to be the bad guy in that story right now? Is that no, what no she wasn't the bad no, guy at absolutely all. Absolutely not. No, no, I was no. about to say, like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Absolutely not. But <laughs> that's what you get for wishing you were dead. No, like, but sometimes what? when you say, like, fuck you, I'm going to go die when I run outside the house. Like, you know, sometimes people take that shit serious. He would hear he that. Let, he let Kids who live in, who listen to this with their family. Don't ever he do that with your mom or dad. Convince him that his wife was some like was like another woman. That's like fucking crazy. All right. Well, they all get hotter when you die, dude. Oh, right. Uh, Stop okay. that. Hey, Stop it's it. not my words. It's his. That's what the Stop that's it, corpse bride. Cut it out. All right. <laughs> no one wants to hear this. So this is uh, from August 22nd, 1925. Uh, this one's the headline is pancake loving turtle. A family heirloom kidnapped from home he's visited for years. Okay. Oh, so this woman in Brookhaven, mm-hmm. uh, her pet turtle came to her back door every day in the spring and summer for four years to get pancakes, made like a 200-year-old family pancake recipe. Uh, it has been kidnapped and advertised as lost in the issue, the current issue of Brookhaven Advance, which is a magazine. Uh, she has made a pet of this turtle. Uh, they... Basically, you know, turtles are super old creatures. They live for a long time. So families, like in these sort of more rural areas, a turtle, you could find it. It'll come to your house. You can scratch your family initials on the shell of the turtle. <laughs> oh, my God. What so a time to be alive, So this particular dude. turtle had a big B on its back, and it came to her house four years ago. And she knew that it had been a pet of the Bardo family, which was her, her ancestors from 200 years ago. So she tried to, like, go out of her way to make this turtle her friend. <laughs> um, and immediately he loved the pancakes, the Bardo family pancakes. So she was like, "Oh, he must know these pancakes." Turtle like fucking freeloading. <laughs> my old family used to to give him the pancakes all the time, and uh, so she she started she started giving him the leavings of the cat. But then she realized that he loved the pancakes, so she gave him special pancakes on a plate outside every morning on Sundays or whatever. Um, but she wouldn't feed him during strawberry blossoms because she knew he was eating the strawberries. And then with the first cold snap, the turtle would disappear. And then, uh, all that happened. And then on August 21st, the turtle got his pancakes and waddled off. (laughs) And then she saw a car pull over, stop, uh, pick the turtle up and take him away. What? And the next day and the Train day afterward, drink. the turtle did not come back. So she put out a thing in the paper that was like, listen, if you took that turtle, please bring it back. That's my turtle. I'm worried he's going to miss his pancakes. And uh, I want him to be able to find out where he's going to go for winter. Because if you let him go near you, he might not find somewhere to go. And she said, I only want to know that the turtle is well off. If the man doesn't want to return him, I'll be glad to send him a recipe for the pancakes. I'm afraid the turtle will miss them and be unhappy. <laughs> Agreed. I think that turtle is like in a cell somewhere, like nobody knows <laughs> the pancakes. Like clanking on the walls. Oh my the God. pancakes I've seen. Yeah. Uh, all right, oh one my. more shorty. September fourteenth, eighteen ninety nine. Headline Parrot was a gas fiend. <laughs> <laughs> so why are these all like crazy did you look up crazy animals <laughs> no, i just this is what was going on in the newspaper all right so this girl alice not 23 years old in washington uh came to her death on september 13th 1899 through the instrumentality of her parrot an evil disposition bird who was cordially detested by everybody except his mistress but who seemed to have a strong affection for her he would follow her from room to room and was never happy except in her presence. He was generally regarded as a devil by the uh, censored, outdated word for black people and as a bird of ill omen by the whites. I think they're talking about just the people here and not the taller alien variety. Ah, oh, man. Imagine, though, if this bird was like a secret agent of the tall whites. Uh, it's. I mean, he may be. Look, his unpopularity <laughs> was increased by an uncanny habit of pulling the tips off the gas burners with his strong beak and inhaling the gas until it stupefied him. Yeah. He's a gas fiend, a feathered victim of the gas habit. <laughs> While his young mistress victim? was sleeping yesterday, the parrot took off the lava tip in her room and started on a gas debauch. <laughs> this time there was no one here to avert the consequences of his deed. 
When Miss Knott's relatives, alarmed by her long silence, broke open the door, they found her dead. Her, her little murderer was found half unconscious by the door. When he found himself succumbing to the gas and was not rescued by, as usual by his mistress, he realized that something was wrong and had wit or instinct enough to make for the door and shove his bill as far as he could underneath it. He recovered, and while the coroner was in the house, the malignant little bird was caught trying to turn the gas on again. He's addicted, That's man. That's addiction, man. That's addiction. He Damn. knew what he liked. That's yeah. wild. Wow. God, birds are the devil sometimes. My mom is a bird. They bond like a cockatoo. They bond to one person and hate everybody else. It's the worst. Isn't that insane? That is a great story. <laughs> well, that's our chill mini today. Yo. We got one right. more to go knock out. Thank you guys so much for your support. And Alex will call you suckers in a minute, but I just want to sincerely thank you for your support. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Pod on Patreon. Thanks for the money, bitch. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs>